The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need an empathetic ear to help you sort out the issues that are happening in your own life. Perhaps a forum of others just like you and guest experts who are helping them and can help you. This is that place. Welcome to Life Happens. Let's talk. Your host is Trina Wines. Fill your cup of coffee this morning and have a seat. What you're going to hear in the next hour is going to be amazing. Now, here is Trina Wines. Well, good morning, everyone, to another edition, Life Happens, Let's Talk. My name is Trina Wines. And to learn more about me, you can check out my website, trinawines.ca. On my website, you'll find my self-help books. Uh, You'll see that I have online counseling section, Trina Answers, and some blogs that I hope you'll be able to relate to and enjoy. Now, if this is your first time joining us here at Life Happens, I'd like to maybe give you a little introduction about what this show is about. It's uh, What it is is a platform of uh, stories that I want to showcase in regards to resilience, life lessons, and uh, bringing on guests, how they were able to find resolutions and direction during some difficult times. One of the things that I found uh, within my life, in my travels, because I I do, my husband and I do travel quite a bit, but also too in my personal life or professional life, we run into a lot of people that just seem to, I don't know what it is, is they just maybe because we're open to hearing other people's stories or, or maybe just basically we're interested in, um, you know, the people in the world and want to know more about them. And they tell us about their stories. And there's so many fascinating stories out there of people um, per- persevering through, uh, you know, against basically against all odds and how they were able to find success and fulfillment, satisfaction, and just being in a in a better place, like sometimes it's like, how did you get there? You know, when they would start their story and it's sort of where they came from, and you just think, how is this person in front of me, the person who they are today? And so this is what those stories are about, because the thing is that, uh, well, being a social worker, of course, in the helping profession, uh, you know, that's what I do professionally, but. Uh, just even when we're, I'm having discussions of people just, you know, either on the street or when I was doing my book tour or in our travels, um, you know, I, I want to get the lessons that they that they have because people have lessons and they carry truths. And I think it's really important that we, um, you know, get as many of those as we can because someday may, we may have to you know, pull that file out and use it because as this show is ta- talks about and is about is that life happens, you know, events happen out of really out of our control and sometimes we can't prevent them. But uh, the only thing we have control over is how we're going to respond to those situations. So uh, one of those people that I have 
today is exactly that. Uh, she is comes from, you know, she had a difficult childhood, uh, which, you know, made things difficult for her to cope with when, uh, you know, some terrible life happened situations uh, came uh, before her. And uh, just how she was able to, you know, find within herself, deep in herself, and, and she had to, you know, really dig deep and, and find these uh, solutions and new ways of seeing the world in order to be where she is today. So I would like to introduce my first guest, Martine Sansuzzi. Good morning, Martine. Hi, Gina. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank so, you for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy to have you. And, and maybe I'll just tell a little bit of how I, you know, got to know you and, and you know your story, because it is generally the people that I bring on are people that I've actually met face to face. And... Um, and of course, even the the people that uh, come on the show that support uh, people that are having a hard time. But uh, you were uh, my photographer for uh, well, I needed some professional pictures for various things like my website. And of course, you are on the uh, took the picture for one of my books, uh, the teen yeah. book. You you had. Yep, done the cover for that. So am I the only one struggling being a teen? And uh, so there was a few times where we, you know, I've hired you and we got into talking and you just telling me bits and pieces about your your story. And, and so as, you know, also watching you because I am connected with you on social media and just, mm-hmm. you know, from when I first met you six years ago to where you are today, it's just, I mean, I've been watching it, like the the transformation, and it's just really, truly incredible. So uh, good you. for you. Good for you. Like, thank it's you just, so yeah, it's just something to watch from afar. You know, I'm not... Um, so I watch you it through social kind of media, as you know. Sometimes to me as well. So. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't doubt that. Like the awards you're winning now, and, and the covers that you're on, and so well, I guess what we're uh, I'd like to do is sort of give our listeners an idea of you know really uh, who you are. So maybe just talk about what you're doing now so uh in regards to your profession and then we'll go into uh later on sort of like the difficulties that you had um prior to that um well right now i am a professional photographer so um i mainly do weddings and destination weddings and i do a lot of editorial work as well so um it's just kind of brought me to have a lot of opportunities for traveling around and meeting a lot of amazing people and just traveling to a lot of really, really incredible locations. And, um, and I have, you know, for, for the longest time, like it, it honestly took me eight years <laughs> to actually finally enter one of my photos for an award. And I finally did last year. And, um, and that's been really uh, eye-opening for me. Last year was amazing because I did end up winning um, a considerable amount of awards. So, and uh, it just kind of blew me away. <laughs> like I just, I don't even believe it of myself still. <laughs> it's, 
it's just kind of an incredible feeling to be able to share like what I see with the rest of the world because I feel like I see things so differently. Like someone might see an old, you know, dirty, dilapidated, you know, building or something, you know, and I just see so much beauty in everything. (laughs) So it's hard to describe to people, but when I can show it to them through my work and they can actually see it, it's just such an incredible feeling. And and that's what amazes me is because um, you do see the beauty in really objects that most of us wouldn't even take notice to, and it, it's and and the thing is is from where you came from before because you know there was a lot of darkness there was a lot of um, you know sadness mm-hmm. and and you know gr- certainly you know I can't imagine. There were times where you were looking at the world, maybe, and things were were gray. But you know, when I see your pictures, I mean, the lighting—it's uh, just—it's heavenly. You know, it—you mm-hmm. could just, you know. And I really hope that people afterwards go to your website because I, you can't even describe how beautiful those pictures are. And 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 I like. Can you tell the story about the um, the cat, the picture of? Uh, your cat. So we'll get into when you're a teenager when things yeah. were difficult. But <laughs> just even that 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 first picture of, of of your cat. Yeah, I well, my mom uh, raised registered cats and dogs, uh, German Shepherds and Perms, and uh, I just loved taking photos of them and just trying to make them look good for you know prospective buyers, obviously. So that just became something that I really enjoyed doing when I was a teen, and I just took tons of pictures of our animals. And I took this picture of our cat that ended up getting published on the cover of a magazine. And um, I was just kind of like, well, of course, you know. Like, I didn't even think it was about my, that because of my photography being good, I just thought, well, it's just because the cat is really pretty. So, like... And to be fair, the cats were really pretty, but I just, I didn't even acknowledge or, you know, identify with the fact that it had anything to do with photography or like my skills or anything like that, which is really ridiculous when I think about it now, but, um, right. but yeah, and, and it, was, uh, it was quite an honor to have that published at such a young age too. So. Absolutely. And back yeah. then, we, you know, we didn't have all the technology that we do now in regards to photography. No. I mean, it was probably a point and shoot camera. Yeah, it was actually like mostly I used uh, probably like 99% film camera and and then uh, film, uh, point and shoot. I got a little point and shoot actually from one of my boyfriends for a Christmas gift. And it was just like a cheap little point and shoot, but that... That camera did a lot for me, so. Yeah, and so how how old were you then? Um, I think I was around 17, 18 years old. Okay, so. so. I didn't even really know <laughs> what I was, right. what my passions were at that time, other than, uh, I mean, I knew that I really enjoyed taking photos, but I didn't, I, I guess I just really didn't consider it 
you know, a passion or something that I was good at. Um, it was just something that more or less I used to relieve stress and just kind of wanted to, like I said, make my, make my pets look really nice. <laughs> that was my main focus was to make them look good. So... Great. So, well, when we come back with Martine, we're going to hear about how, uh, you know, her just taking pictures of, you know, the house pets blossomed into what it is today, but also to how the photography uh, helped her through some difficult times where it was able to, uh, it was a distraction and an escape Mm -hmm. to what was Mm -hmm. happening in her house in her household and uh, so we'll get into that after the break so all listeners and Martine hang on and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Life Happens. Let's talk. Would you like to join in to today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens. Let's talk. Well, welcome back, everybody. I have my guest, Martine Sansuzzi. And what we're talking about today is uh, the difficulty of her life 
throughout her teen years and young adult and how she was able to transform into the amazing professional award-winning photographer she is today. Uh, So also, please, if you feel uh, a need to call in, by all means, please do so. But uh, Martine, what uh, I would like to touch on is that time in your life when your you and your mother had to escape from um, your stepfather and uh, sort of that situation and how you ended up where you were during that time. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we we did end up escaping from my abusive stepdad and um, with my along with my little brother as well, and. Um, and we were living in a woman's shelter for a brief time. Um, but it just seemed like there was kind of one obstacle after another, kind of within my teen years, and times got really tough. Like, after my mom left, she got sicker and sicker, sicker with her fibromyalgia, and eventually she had to go on welfare because there's no way she could hold down a job. Um, so that was kind of like the beginning of that you know, portion of my life, like that my experience was being on welfare. And um, and we had moved at one point, and uh, I had a neighbor who posed as a father figure and friend to my mom. She, he started abusing me when I was around 13, going on to like when I was 18. Um, and because of that, like, I, and because of my abusive stepdad, I was dealing with so many anxiety issues and depression and self-harm and um, you know, my self-confidence was so low. And during all of this, my mom and I found, like, a lot of stress and anxiety relief in our cats and our dogs. Um, and like I said, I was always, like, you know, I was using roll after roll of film to go out and photograph these cats and dogs and, you know, placing them in pretty positions and taking the dogs out to the field and waiting for the sun to hit them just right. And, um I didn't even really consider it, like, a talent or a passion. I just wanted to make, you know, like I said, I just wanted to make our dogs and cats look really good. So, um, and during that time, I actually ended up attending a dog show when I was uh, 15 and being pushed to go into a junior handling competition, even though, like, I had never shown a dog before. Um, And I was given some quick tips before I went in, and even though I made, like, a lot of, really technical errors. I tur- it turned out I was really good at it. And I ended up winning my class. So I started to get into showing dogs competitively as well as being, like, extremely competitive in junior handling. Um, I even won Best Saskatchewan Handler for my class and Reserve Handler for all of Saskatchewan. Um, and I was competing against people who had been handling for their entire lives. So that was something that really, really boosted my self-confidence on a regular basis. And my mom worked extremely hard for to make that happen for me. Like, even though it was kind of almost putting her health more at jeopardy sometimes and, like, um, I don't know. She just pushed really hard for that because she knew it was good for me. So through all those teen years on welfare and going through everything. Um, I think I didn't even know it then, but like taking photos and showing dogs were the things that kept me sane. They kept me sort of on a 
uneven track and they relieved my anxiety, um, you know, and they boosted my self-confidence. So those things were kind of like the, I mean, metaphorically, like the light, you know, the pockets of light and all the shadows. So, um, and... Yeah, that's a good description. Mm -hmm. What's that? Yeah, I said that was a really good description, like you just said. You know, the, the yeah, pockets of life. Yeah, I feel like light. my life is like a photograph in that way. Like, there's a lot of darkness sometimes, but there are these pockets of light that, and those are kind of what I, when I was in my depressive states, that I kind of had to focus on those those portions of light and and really, like, push to, to see that um, to get me through things. So it's... Uh, it's been really, it was really, really tough. And, um, you know, I guess being on welfare too, I remember probably the best Christmas that we had and shout out to Western producer because they actually sponsored a Christmas, uh, for us one year. And, uh, I remember like my mom and my brother and I, you know, we were like breaking down in tears because, uh, they literally came in with like box after box of, you know, like food and, um, you know, presents and things like that, and we had had such such crappy Christmases. Like it, <laughs> it just wasn't good because, you know, as anyone who's actually lived on welfare knows, there's just no extra money floating around for anything extra at all. Um, anything, anything extra that you thought you did have is usually used ends up being used for emergency situations or you know, necessities. So it was, uh, it was pretty rough and I ended up dropping out of school and, um, just because I saw ways to make money in a job instead of school. And, um, and I did work really, really hard for the things that I wanted. Um, so I, yeah, I started working at Subway and I ended up becoming like a marketing consultant and manager by the time I was around 17. And, um, and I, I, I say, I spent a lot of my money towards my, pa- like my passions, like my, uh, the dog shows and stuff like that and dogs, uh, which to other people may sound really silly, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it just kept me sane, and it was a it was a bad decision to drop out of school at the time. But I don't think I would ever. I don't. I think if I could go back, I would probably do the same thing. To be honest, uh, I don't. I'm just. I don't regret the way things went in my life. You know, there are very few regrets that I have in my life in terms of, you know, choices that I made because, I mean, obviously they brought me to where I am today. So, and, uh, yeah. Well, well, with with the quitting school and going to work, I mean, you know, sometimes we're faced where we have to do what we have to do. I mean, there were basic needs that had to be met. Like there was rent that had to be paid and, and yeah. I mean, with your mom sick, and then you had a little brother. I mean, it, it exactly. makes sense, yeah. It was so it was really tough, but, and it was tough to see my mom in that in that state as well. Like there was a period of time where she could barely walk, and um, 
there was just no way that she could hold down the job. And it was just miserable seeing her crying on the phone to, you know, her social worker saying, like, I don't know how we're going to make it to the end of the month. And, you like, you just hear these phone conversations, um, you know, from the other room and you would, just hearing your mom crying in her room all the time and uh, <laughs> trying to be strong at the same time. It was just very tough. And, yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you so like you, what's that? I was just going to say, you you know, you've just even at a young age already, you know, by the time you're 17, 18, you know, you've been through so much you know, you've been through where uh, you ended up in a women's shelter uh, because you had escaped from an abusive stepfather. You had uh, a neighbor who, you know, started abusing you. You have a mother who is, you know, diagnosed with an illness that is where she, her physical state, yeah, that she can't work. So it was on welfare. You you know, your, your mother, your whole family is trying to, you know, put food in the cupboards. Um, yeah, you quit school. You I mean, have any support? I mean, to be honest, I mean, some of our family would step up and help sometimes, but I mean, how could they help ongoing financially? Like, right. I'm a family of three. It was, I mean, that would have been a great burden for for them as well. Um, I know that they helped out here and there when they could, but for the most part, you know. There were huge stretches of time where we were we didn't have a vehicle or um, or whatever. Like I mean, I mean, <laughs> skipping ahead just a tiny bit, but like even for you know when I was pregnant with my first, we I, my water was breaking in the cab, <laughs> so oh we didn't have a we didn't have a vehicle. So that was oh uh, my god, you know, it's yeah. just, it was the way. That, it was just life for me, I guess. And But, I mean, my mom and I found a lot of joy in a lot of things. And I and I always keep on saying my mom and I because my brother was uh, still kind of back and forth between my stepdad and, and my mom. Um, so that was a little bit stressful as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... We, we used humor, you know, we used humor a lot, and <laughs> and that was a really, that's, that's always a really good thing, when you can use humor to kind of get you through some tough times and, and stress. Absolutely, and absolutely. We really so, found that, uh, we really found that the pets did relieve anxiety a lot, too, and I know a lot of people find that with their pets, too, so. Right, and and the difference with um, you is that they weren't, you know, just house pets. I mean, of course, you you no. loved them and they were part of the family, but you you were also showing them uh, as yeah. well. So when we come back from commercial, I want to talk about how then uh, you got into really get it got into photography. You yeah. uh, we'll, we'll also talk about the loss that you have uh, had there as well. But uh, yeah, how you as a single mom. Uh, on welfare, uh, were, was able to obtain a camera and to start a professional photography business. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. So listeners, hang on, and uh, we'll be back after this commercial break. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated. Hear about success stories and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Life Happens, Let's Talk. Would you like to join in to today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. Well, welcome back to Life Happens, Let's Talk. Our guest, Martine Sansuzzi, was talking about her past and her difficult childhood and and adolescence life and uh, how she was able to escape all the tragedies and the abuses and uh, also what was going on in her own household with her, her sick mother by using photography and also showing the uh, dogs that they had in the house, so showing them professionally, and how that was able to lead her into what she does professionally, um, because it was, at that time, she used it sort of as an escape, and it, it was a passion and certainly an interest, but how it transformed her today and into being the award-winning published photographer, highly sought-out photographer she is today. So, Martine, um, what I'd like to do is uh, talk about how you, at, I think it was 19, that you lost your best friend. So, if you want to um, speak about that. Yeah. Um, I, well, I think I was saying before, I was working at Subway. I 
I got an opportunity to travel around with a dog show photographer, ironically. <laughs> and again, didn't even recognize that as being a passion or anything like that. I just thought, oh, this is great. This is super fun. I get to travel around with for dog shows. Um, but I was his assistant, and I jumped on that opportunity. Um, I was 18 years old at the time. Um, and... Uh, it was just super hard to leave behind my best friend, Matt, because we were so close at that time, and we must have spent probably about five hours on the phone each night, which I'm sure was very annoying for our moms. Um, but he was the person that knew, like, every horrible thing about my past and just supported me and cared for me, like, no matter what stupid choices I made as a result. Um, he was just always there for me, and he was the love of my life. He... He just absolutely was the love of my life. And before I left, we had a really intimate night where we made some promises to each other. There were a lot of things that I felt that, you know, we both had to look forward to when I returned. But around uh, two months into my trip, or might have been three, um, I got the phone call that he had been murdered at a house party. And... I can't really get into it. I, yeah, yeah, I no, no. I just wanted to just touch on sort of, I don't, you know, it was the major loss, emotional, yeah. but it just yeah. devastated me to the core of my being. I don't. I think more than anything in my life, because it was like I finally found that person that my whole life I had had all these men and and guys take advantage of me and just were just so. It was like they could see the word vulnerable and victim on my forehead. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I walked into a bunch of those sorts of situations, you know, and mm-hmm. he was that person that just never, he never took advantage of that. And he was always just, he was kind of like a rock to me. So in the midst of all my life chaos, he was there just being this stable person in my life. And there's so many things that made that a tragedy for me personally. And I became very self-sabotaging and self-harming. You know, I ended up drinking profusely and partying every night, you know, not coming home for, you know, you know, a day or two at a time or whatever and just being super reckless with myself. I, you know, I put myself into dangerous situations with men and, and um, it just did not... <laughs> It just wasn't going well, and um, and as a result, I did end up pregnant at 19. So I was working at the in the bar industry at the time that uh, I became pregnant, and um, I started to get really ill from the secondhand smoke because it was uh, legal at the time. But uh, my eyes would actually swell up like balloons, and I was just I got super super sick from the smoke. And um, and then I start, ended up swelling up like a balloon from, you know, with preeclampsia. So I really had no other option but to quit my job and go on welfare because my mom was already on welfare. I obviously couldn't rely on her to support, you know, uh, myself and a child as well. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I had many ups and downs after that. I. I ended up pregnant again and again just from being in, like, a vulnerable kind of self-sabotaging state, you know, and I, 
you know, a couple positive things were that I did end up renting my own place. It was like an illegal basement suite with no windows um, because that's all I could afford on welfare. And uh, I started doing some graphic design on the side for like dog and cat show breeders. Um, And I was lucky enough to have connections because of uh, being in dog showing and stuff. So that was really, those were some really, like, good things. And, of course, I consider my children blessings. There's no doubt about it. Um, But if I could have timed it better, (laughs) I would have. Um, There were many times that, like, I didn't have a car. It was just super tough. I mean, I... I was at the food bank standing, you know, standing outside in the freezing cold waiting for cab or buses with three young babies in tow screaming, you know, scrounging around for any loose change I had just to buy like a jug of milk. And I was just extremely depressed. I mean, I just fell into this. I just fell into this trap of depression and like uh, self-pity and I was kind of in this victim state where, you know, and I felt trapped on the system too, but I just felt, I fell into this victim state where, you know, it was like people would try to help me. They would suggest things that I could do to, you know, make steps towards, you know, getting off welfare or doing this or doing that. And, and like, I would come up with one excuse after another, I would shut everything down. And I think, um, I mean, it's important to know that when you're in that, like, anxiety-ridden and depressive state, yeah, I mean, that's exactly how your mindset is. You're just like, I actually physically cannot do this. You know, like, it's just, it's so hard to to get past those mental blocks that you put up. It actually almost becomes physical. And it just... (laughs) It was just so tough. Like, I I was just so, I was just so much in that state that I just refused to help myself. And I don't know why, but I ended up photographing my kids and with my <laughs> film camera and my, my little point and shoot. And uh, I found a lot of joy in that again. So my focus really became trying to make that, you know, something that I did on a regular basis because I knew, I knew that that really like relieved my stress and anxiety. And, um, and through, through all this, I was kind of trying to make baby steps. Like, you know, it doesn't, I was trying to change my mindset over time, you know, through, you know, self-talk and self-therapy and actual therapy and everything like that. But like, um, I, you know, I started out by, you know, just going and getting a used GED book and um, taking my GED test and getting my GED. Um, And then I worked towards kind of saving up for a really cheap car. And, and, you know, it was just like little baby steps that Mm -hmm. I had to get through and I really 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 had to persevere and even though there were times you know possibly like weeks at a time where I would fall back into the depressive state I just kept on getting back up and kept on kind of persevering and like 
working towards these little things again and again and again. And that, like, is, I don't know, it's just important that people understand that, like, I mean, nothing changes overnight. Nothing. Like, I mean, there are a few things that change overnight, maybe, but... (laughs) um, but nothing big like this, like a big changes like this never happen overnight. It, it does take a lot of perseverance. And so to fall down, I don't believe is like ever, you know, quitting. I don't think that's ever a bad thing. I think every, every fall that you take is, uh, you're getting better at falling basically. So, um, and so- it gets easier to get back up. So. Now, Martine, sorry, I just was what, um, because I'm just sort of back on where, like you said, those little baby steps where, because buying a car, like, that's huge. Like, I mean, when you think about you're on welfare and to buy a vehicle like that's so, that's big. That's a big goal. And also, too, is that you were saying getting your GED, you know, but through, you know, your first step was getting a used GED book. I mean, yeah. just even those things that you have achieved really is uh, inspiring, just even that. Now, um, before we go to break here, what I'd like you to talk about is how then you decided you wanted to get that camera. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I saw this digital camera and it was, it was expensive, but it wasn't like completely. Um, I mean, I just believed that I could do it, right? I mean, I thought, well, if I can do this many graphic design jobs or I can, you know, whatever. Um, I just wanted that camera. <laughs> like, I really, really wanted to set my sights on that camera. And I let that, I let that need and that w- desire to have that camera and the desire to just continue enjoying, like, you know, photographing my kids and photographing things that I was passionate about. I just let that all motivate me towards changing my mindset. So that's sort of, you know, where that all started. Where how I think that that's where kind of like that whole change started for me. Um, you know, it was just kind of like, I, you know, and and really, I mean, I have to say that during these periods of time, I did have a couple of other really tragic events happen to me. And I think the last tragic event that I was going through, um, it was something completely out of my control. And I'm not really willing to to touch on that subject yet. Oh, that's fine. In my life at all. But um, it, it was such a such a horrible situation that was like completely out of my control that um, it kind of was like okay well that situation is completely out of my control but this is this is in my control and so I think that's where you know I, I started to really look at the things that I enjoyed doing and the things I was passionate about and then the and then when I saw that camera, I was like, that's what I need to be, that's what I need to be doing. And I think my family and friends probably thought I was completely crazy. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
But, yeah. and that's the thing is that even though uh, they may thought of crazy and, maybe, and other people might have too, being that, you know, you're, you know, barely making ends meet and you want this expensive digital camera. In the end, it all worked out. And that was, pro- you know, one of the uh, best decisions that you made because, you yeah. know, just even somebody who's standing at this end watching, uh Sort of what unfolded is pretty amazing. So when we come back from break, we're going to hear about how Martine had uh, started her photography business and where she is today. So we'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Life Happens. Let's talk. Would you like to join into today's conversation? We invite you to call in to share your story, ask a question, or add a comment. Please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email to Trina, her email address is trina at trinawines.ca. Now, back to Life Happens. Let's talk. Well, welcome back. We're here with Martine Sansuzzi. Uh, please check out her website. It is on um, the website of Life Happens Let's Talk. So please check out that link and uh, check out her photography because, I mean, hearing the story uh, that you're you're hearing this morning, I want you to visually see, uh, you know, the work that she's producing and putting out there. And, of course, you would probably understand after seeing them why she's winning the award she is. So, Martine, uh, you were working towards that camera, so saving, mm-hmm. you know, your nickels and dimes or whatever you could on the side, and you've ob- obtained that camera. So, tell us about how you then started your photography business. Um, well, basically, I... Kijiji. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. I um yeah, I was 
really excited to finally get that camera, and um, I ended up just photographing a lot of, like, family and friends and um, using photos from that. Uh, I attended my best, one of my best friend's weddings, and um, I ended up taking some really amazing wedding photos of, of her and her husband, um, and I, I was able to use those photos and again, this was just with my little point and shoot at the time. Um, so those those photos, and then with my new digital camera, um, I felt like okay, I can actually say, hey, give me ten dollars for a photo session. <laughs> so yeah, so I started off kind of um, you know using the best work that I'd taken with my point and shoot uh, to showcase myself on Kijiji, and then. Um, people started paying me small amounts of money and like every, I think, three to five photo sessions I would do, I would raise my price and uh, just keep on raising it and raising it and then I booked my first wedding uh, probably about a year into doing that and yeah, I mean, it just kind of snowballed. It actually like I can't even describe it. it. Took off really quickly. It was like once people saw some of my work or heard about it, would me def- it would definitely be yeah. It would yeah, definitely it be that actually snowballed. So it was incredible. I booked so many weddings for that first year, and of course, I did. You know, I was booking them at a lower price, but I really, really wanted to push getting my portfolio out there and getting myself out there as much as possible, and. um and it worked. I mean, I just, I worked my butt off. And then uh, one day my social worker called me and she said, Martine, and shout out to her. Her name's Michelle and she's just, she was one of the most amazing people. Like, I mean, I had, I went through a few social workers and uh, she was the last social worker I had. But honestly, um, her guidance and support throughout everything was amazing too um but she was like oh she was like I you know I don't think you're gonna need to report your income next month because you're making too much money I think we're gonna cut you off well for now (laughs) and I was just kind of like oh my gosh like I was so scared but you know because I was gonna be on my own completely but at the same time I was just like wow I can't believe I've done this because, I mean, for anyone who's been on the welfare system, well, you know, it's like a vicious cycle. It feels like a trap, and it's extremely hard to get off. It is extremely. There are very few people, I think, that um, have successfully gotten off and stayed off. And uh, so it's it was amazing. It was a really, really amazing feeling. Absolutely. It just felt uh, like I was free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you had where, you know, just even in your childhood where you were growing up in a household because, you know, because you're the inability of your mom being physically mm-hmm. able to work. So, you know, and then your situation. So you're on it. And of course, although it's pennies, basically, you're getting a month. I mean, it, yeah. there, you just felt a little bit of security from that. But truly, I mean, it's so amazing how we, you know, feel security about something that's really 
not really there for us. But um, so we only have a couple minutes here left. But if you want to talk about how, because of course it snowballed, and and I saw it. it I've, I've you know I've been watching you from a distance, and it, and it has for sure. Yeah. And now you're traveling. You know you're doing destination yeah. weddings where you're being booked. You know all over the place. I see your pictures where you're here and you're there, and you're you now you're uh, for, uh, photographing models and up and coming celebrities. And uh, you are really, you know, kind of now getting to be booked pretty solid. So that's pretty exciting. It's pretty surreal. Yeah. I remember the first time I was in uh, Cuba and I was kind of like, I was looking up at this beautiful uh, building in Havana. And I, like, I actually started to cry because I was like, oh, my God, like, this is my life. Just, just thinking back to like you know where he was a few years prior, you know, or even a couple years prior to that, it was like so. It's always so surreal for me. I, traveling is always something I've always dreamt of doing, but then never thought I could, especially you know after having kids and becoming you know being a single mom and just how do you how do you make that happen for yourself? Like that doesn't that doesn't seem feasible. So. Just to have that all happen for me and um, the amazing opportunities. Like, I recently got to fly down to Toronto and photograph a, um, you know, a really influential YouTuber. And uh, and then she ended up introducing me to uh, a few celebrities, but, you know, and I got to photograph them as well. And it was just, you know, it's, it's pretty unreal. It's pretty surreal for me on a daily basis. I mean... And I and I constantly have to self talk myself like you you deserve this you've worked hard for this <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's been absolutely yeah. incredible I mean I'm I feel very very fortunate and very blessed to be doing something that I that I really love. Well, thank you, Martine, for for being here and sharing your story and uh, really having a you know giving us a picture of all that you've been through and how you were able to you know just push through it all uh, and also it gives us a message here that you know to dig deep find your passion find your interest there could be something there really it can provide an escape and uh, so thank you Martine and you know I <laughs> yes and, and keep up the good work and I, I'll certainly be watching you and I think we all will be uh, watching you because we can connect with you on Facebook and on Twitter so listeners uh, uh, Martine Sansuzi. So thank you, Martine. And, awesome. uh, thank you, Trina. And all the best of luck from here on. Thank you. Thank you. So with Martine, uh, I hope that you enjoyed that story. I know certainly that uh, it shows that, you know, really, if, if you've set your mind to it, you can truly do anything and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. So please uh, keep up with uh, the life happens and I promise you there will be more amazing stories like this and you can reach me at trinawines.ca and connect with me on Twitter at Moody Foods so everybody have a good week out there and uh, remember it's your mindset that will get you to the next step so goodbye everybody and take care Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for joining us this week for Life Happens, Let's Talk. Please join Trina Wines again next Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We've made this week just a bit easier. How about coming back next week? We'll see you right here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.